Well, hello, welcome to Passive Wealth for High Tech Minds podcast. There are lots and lots of IT professionals who work in the industry. These IT jobs are so exhausting mentally, there isn't much time left for such folks to make clever decisions about their investments. Most are unable to put their money in the right asset classes. This is Prashant Kumar from IDLT Gains. I have worked in corporate America in IT and in business organizations for 25 years. My goal is to educate IT professionals like you about the benefits of passive investing. I will be passing my knowledge and will bring guests who have done very well in their careers and can explain the process and advantages of passive investing. So, let's begin. Hello, hello. This is Prashant Kumar from My Realty Gains. This is yet another podcast of Passive Wealth for High Tech Minds podcast. Today, I have a distinguished guest, a good friend of mine, Vish Muni. Uh, who has similar background as mine coming from the technology and and now full time in real estate wish thank thank you so much for uh, accepting our offer welcome to our podcast thank you prashant for having me on uh, passive wealth for high tech minds very good so wish has 20 years of small 20 years of experience as small business entrepreneur he has been it professional active real estate agent and a full time multifamily investor um with over 30 million dollars in asset under management he started investing in real estate uh, in 2009 in single family homes duplexes and fourplexes slowly he uh, i mean over the 10 years he had that portfolio he transitioned into multifamily in 2019 and since then he has been investing as limited partner and general partner in over seven syndications his strengths are networking putting the teams together he does capital raises he has been boots on the ground on various deals due diligence asset management asset management uh, you know actively building lasting relationships um, you know working towards syndicating multifamily apartment deals in texas in other states but more importantly you know he started his career in you know accounting and economics you know bachelor's then programming diploma and then he was in it of course I, and correct me if i'm wrong wish you were in uh, bay area uh, as as we talked last time for many many years and then you moved to uh, austin uh, that's where you probably started going into real estate so similar background so to say uh, from he slowly transitioned from it career um did some things on the side for m- m- number of years but and slowly transitions full time into real estate wish once again welcome to our podcast and and the goal of the podcast is to discuss how i mean see we we all come from let's say india or from other countries and we work our asses off you know pardon my language you work a lot for us investing is only about stocks and bonds right um, and uh, you know I, i want to educate our motivate our listeners about how they can start investing if they have time maybe they can actively invest into single families and stuff like that but if you have residual income how can people invest into passive uh, investments and still create generational wealth for themselves please, please share your thoughts uh, on that wish uh, with our listeners 
Well, thank you, Prashant, and, uh, and, I, and I really appreciate everyone. It gives me the same introduction and welcome as what you did. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Right, okay. That, that was pretty impressive. You know, I'm impressed. I was about to ask you, whose profile is that? <laughs> <laughs> it was your profile. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank you for that once again. Uh, yes, Prashant. Yeah, I'm very much with you. It is uh, not an easy journey for anybody when once they leave their comfort level, that is uh, the comfort of their house, wherever they're born, whichever part of the world. And once you leave that comfort, then you're on your own. It's like going hunting. I mean, once you get into the wilderness, you are at the mercy of somebody else. Either you eat or you be eaten. That is, uh, that is what you'll have to do in whatever we are doing. Like your, like what you were talking about, we all knew only one area. That is, you study hard, you work hard, and you invest in stocks and bonds. That is exactly what happens. Yeah. And yes, yeah, I was in uh, Silicon Valley for seven years. I was in uh, programming and I was in technology. I was a Salesforce administrator. But uh, you, if you have that entrepreneurial bug in you, it is uh, very unlikely that you're a good uh, W-2 employee. So you don't get along very well. You don't like taking orders. You don't like somebody questioning you all the time. So I had that problem with me, to be honest. So that is why I became an entrepreneur by setting up my own uh, consulting firm. I had that for more than 15 years. And during that, I did a small little little, little businesses at the fitness center. I had a vending machine. And then I was, I'm always of the, of the mindset that uh, you need to outsource. I call it a MWA, minimum wage activities. And uh, IGA, you focus on income generating activities only. Okay. So, so some of these businesses, I realized they were all MWA minimum wage activities and if my goal is uh, to make a 100k a year just a, an example as a passive income mm. and you take on an average 2000 hours working hours which means i shouldn't do anything which is below 50 dollars an hour right. so anything i decide you now i'm trying to outsource a lot of things in what i'm doing so that is what got me to get into real estate that is first step and once we got into real estate and me and my wife were both of us were looking at uh, properties every weekend even when we are in uh, silicon valley and the weekends all we did was we used to go out eat uh, look at real estate and go to barnes and noble and then there was borders something called borders a lot of people may not know so all we did was we spent time in the library, look at real estate and eat and come back. So even though we were not actively buying, but we were kept looking at properties and there's an idea which my wife came across is tell we should start a company called a duplexaholics. And what was the objective of it is basically buy one duplex a year for 10 years. And we still have that company. We came to Texas, we started that company and I started with investing in single family homes, duplexes, and bought a 
we had a portfolio of fourplexes also. So that is how I got into real estate. So that's that's a very, very interesting journey. Right. Uh, but but uh, I mean, I'm assuming that you were doing all that while you were still working on your W-2 job. Yeah. Yes, I was, I was still uh, W-2 and I also had my consulting business. And in the meanwhile, I was always exploring a, a little, little entrepreneurial things like putting up a vending machine at a fitness center because I realized this fitness center on a, any given time in the morning between 6 and 10, there are at least about 400 people who walk through the doors and walk out. And not everybody are carrying a water. Everybody wants to buy water. So that was the best ROI you can get. You can get uh, for $5, you can get uh, 60 bottles and you can sell each bottle for $1. <laughs> right, right, okay? right, right. And people right. will buy because it's a convenience thing. But I didn't want to do that because that was a minimum wage activity. I had to go pick up the water bottles right. uh, and uh, put it in the vending machine. If they're broken, I need to fix it. I need to take that money, go to the bank, deposit. So that was not that was a minimum wage activity. I mean, nothing against that. That is still an income. That is still really good for someone who likes doing that. Right. So my, my question to you, looking back, uh, Vish, what would you have? So my see, my audiences are typical, you know, husband and wife in, working in Silicon Valley. Um, you know, they are probably getting both getting paid approximately $150,000 each. There are some residual income, which they are, uh, which they are, which they have, they're saving at least $50,000 to $100,000 a year. Right. So for them, they cannot quit the, their job because it is difficult to replace that kind of income um, to begin with. What would be your message to them? How would you uh, educate them? What should they do? How can they invest passively uh, and and still do their job, you know, and continue to invest into some businesses somewhere um, and still earn significant return on their money? What what would be a message to them? So that's that's a very good uh, question, Prashant. Thank you for that. So so how, how I look at my life is everybody has a lifestyle, everybody has a dream, and everybody has a vision. So one is people need to get clear about that because I basically live with uh, five goals I have in my life. Number one, you need to have a purpose in life. So every morning we all of us get up and, and what is it that gets us out of bed? Not all the time we are happy. Not all the time we are sad. Some days are good, some days are bad. But there is still a strong urge for us to get up and keep moving. What is it? Number one, people need to identify. I mean, I need to get up to take care of my my sick parents, my wife, my daughter, or my special uh, some special needs uh, children or anything. So one needs to have a strong purpose in life. Okay. And then one needs to work on relationships. They are extremely critical in whatever you do. You need to have a good relationship with your spouse, with your child, with your neighbor with your father, with your banker, anybody, you name it, everywhere. So so one needs to focus on that. So these two are extremely critical, no matter what business you do. Even if you don't do any business, you still need to have these two. Yeah. If you don't have these two, 
rest everything is irrelevant even if you grab a million dollars but if you don't have a relationship it's of no use if you don't have a purpose you're depressed nothing to look forward for okay so i value those two every day and i'm thankful for everything whatever has happened to me yeah. so the reason why i brought that up is people are working 24 by 7 from financial point of view they're happy they're making a lot of money but why do we need money yeah. right so that is why it comes down to your purpose you could be promoting a non-profit organization you need money to start that that brings more happiness because money alone is of no use if you do it what you what you get with that money is what is happiness because if if i have money in the bank which means i don't need to be stressed out because i can spend that extra 2 hours with my daughter i can sleep for 1 hour extra i don't need to worry so this is the benefits i can go to my doctor's appointment on time without being late okay yeah. these are the little little things which we need to look at yeah. and and anyone with the w2 as long as they're working they're getting paid they can't take a break it's like it's like cycling or swimming you are you are very happy you are comfortable you are covering distance as long as you're swimming as long as you're cycling but you can't sit on the seat and relax so that is when the passive income comes into picture okay so and and the benefits and the value what it brings is extremely important and my recommendation would be to people start building up their passive income as soon as possible so that way they don't need to be stressed out for not taking not spending that time with their family not being there for the children's education or basketball game because these are the life changing events we miss all these things because we are so focused on making money so we we can't afford to miss all these things because these events happen once in a lifetime so i'm all about lifestyle you need to have a balance awesome wish very very um clear way of answering the question in which you said what is the what is the purpose of your life and what is the relation what the kind of relationships you have right. and over a period of time you realize that if you just continue to make money not utilizing um you know your relationships without having purposes purpose in life you will just continue to make money but what i heard you saying is if you start creating passive income early enough in your life there would be a time when uh, in your life when you don't have to worry about your w2 income um, you know you would be easy in your attitude right. and still enjoy your life because you have created so much passive income yeah uh, passive income streams for you uh, for you to have a purpose and uh, enjoy and have purpose of life and start enjoying your life right in a in a meaningful way yeah how how i look at ourselves is like uh, even if you buy the most expensive car a ferrari or in that car also is going to break down sooner or later because we are like we are like automobiles i mean you can't say i'm strong and i keep working for the next 60 years yeah and your system also is going to break down you need a break we all need a break but why do we need a break we want to have a more meaningful life because that is why the relationships is extremely crucial in whatever you do because 
you you've seen there are you you me and most of the audience know there are so many wealthy people are not happy mentally and not happy because there's no purpose absolutely right you you hit the, you hit the nail right on the head right. money doesn't buy you the happiness right what money what it is, can do and the choices it gives you is what brings you more happiness that is correct and that's why that's why i think the message is clear that you have uh, kind of communicated that start early uh, in your lifetime start generating passive in passive uh, passive income early in your lifetime so that you start reaping the benefit compounded benefit uh, when you grow older right? right i mean if you start at a later stage it will take so much more time which right. obviously you know i didn't do uh, until i was 40 year old but i mean better late than never i mean i would assume well well it's a, it's like it's like i tell people everybody's journey is different yeah. and uh, everybody's timelines are different i mean if you look at there are some presidents who retired at 50 some presidents someone became a president at 70 because everybody's journey is different everybody's the travel time is different and everybody's schedules are different so my objective is to at least get started no matter what so so that is my uh, recommendation so awesome awesome and, and at some point you know at some point you know once you are in a passive investment stage you become more apt you know you start when you have more passive income coming at that time you have the choice to become an active investor also which right. obviously you did and and i did um that when you have more residual income then and you are able to sustain yourself with your passive income streams that you have created right. you are able to quit and, and and jump into the real estate on a more uh, active and and take a more active role in the real estate right yeah that that's right prashant so what what i basically do is i educate people that is what i like to do because i believe in paying it forward because because education is good but if i don't share it with somebody if it's not going to make an impact it is of no use i mean that has to be spread and more and more people need to be educated and there is enough and more business and wealth for everybody in the world so i don't lose anything by teaching somebody or educating somebody on how this deal is done because to be honest there a lot of people out there wanting to have another stream of income they're taking a step back because they don't have the right mentor they don't know whom to trust in the first place right and my responsibility is to encourage or educate people with what i know and what has been my experience a good or bad experience and i ed- educate them as to the point i tell them once you're educated enough you are confident enough to decide what to look for and once they get to that point i inspire them and motivate them to take action that is up to them because my job is to at least teach them driving if they want to drive or not that is their choice that is right. their choice yeah. right yeah. interesting very very interesting uh, top very interesting talk wish Right. Uh, tell tell us a little bit more about uh, any bad experience you have had or any good experience for that matter in real estate share some 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 well, well, lights the, ba- 
Well, the bad experiences in 2009 when we started in uh, real estate, me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like uh, we all tend to get possessive about uh, certain things and we want uh, uh, things to go a certain way. And uh, I always believed in uh, being an investor, not a landlord. So when we bought our first duplex, and there was a, this was in Austin, Texas, in 2010, there was a bad storm. And there was a lot of trees which had fallen on the property. And the property manager, I kept following up with the property manager, hey, you got to clean this, you got to clean this. And this experience, I can never forget what really happened the following days. Mm-hmm. I went there, took pictures, and then I was in constant touch with the property manager. The property manager kept telling me, oh, I'm working on it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. So I sent him pictures and then followed up. by. I had to take pictures in a regular camera. And right now you have uh, your phone is everything. Right, right. But those days it is I had to take a camera, take pictures, and then upload it onto the computer and send it by email. So and then this guy I asked him again, hey, what's going on? Are you going to be cleaning it today? So I can really feel that right now as if it's happening because these are the words he used. He told, I'm not interested in your uh, this one, in your project anymore. And he fired me. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, so the property manager told, I'm not interested in your business. I'm firing you as a... <laughs> Lord, yeah. yeah, so, and I'm new to this field. And I think I was impatient. And that was a big lesson learned. And, and overnight, I had to be a property manager. And uh, so he gave all my details to the tenants. He told, this is, your, this is the guy who owns this property. This is his phone number. Talk to him directly. So they kept calling me for, uh, so I had to, that was, that fire was thrown at me and I had to now uh, mitigate that, uh, bring that situation under control. So that was a bad experience. Right. And uh, you learn everything as you go along through the bad experiences. So you, you, you end up learning a lot. Uh, you end up learning a lot. Yeah. So and, and that gives you the confidence for future right. that you can do you can do that yourself. Right. You, can, you are much more confident in your Yeah, you can I can do it myself as one and then uh, I learn how to deal with different types of people in the real estate industry. So that was a that was a bad experience. But uh, with that experience came a lot of things buying that duplex and that was the first time we were buying a property in an LLC. So I didn't realize, I thought it was fairly easy. So I had to go to uh, more, almost 15 to 16 banks asking them for money. So, but what really happened, the best part is, and the relationships, what I built and what I learned yeah. by approaching all these banks and asking for money, I became a lot more educated in terms of asking them how to ask them for money. What is it they need? So that is something which the lesson is embedded in me now. And now I know what exactly they look for when I'm going to ask for money. So I'm prepared. It's like having a template. So now I know the 15 things or 20 things what they're going to ask. So I just send it to them and then ask for money. Yes. And then that relationships, what I built, 
I still work with four banks right now after 15 years. So that is only because I took that effort in going there, knocking on doors and talking to them and they rejected me. But that is okay. Rejection is a part of life. And I didn't look, I didn't take it as a rejection. It's more of a learning experience. So, so what you are really telling me is that you started as a passive investor in one duplex, but you ended up, uh, you know, managing it for and learned a lot from the experience. And right. slowly you were able to build your relationship with those banks and you knew how to approach and, and get the funding from these banks. Right. Uh, so, so that was, that was a big learning over a period of time and you were able to create multiple stream of income for yourself. Yes. Yeah. So that, that is a learning because, and, and then after uh, 10 years, I realized that uh, the single family was good. But uh, I, I, I get impatient with doing the same things for too long. So I need to do something different and some new challenges. Uh-huh. And, and I discovered uh, I wanted to do something because all the brokers were giving me, showing me apartment in deals. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know how to look at the numbers. And even if I go stand out to that apartment, I don't know what to look for. It's not one door. It is a hundred doors. So I had to get myself educated and that is where it all started in 2018. I started getting myself educated and then uh, started networking and started having a mentoring group. And that is how I transitioned into multifamily. That's awesome. I mean, uh, looking back, you know, 2018, yes, you started in multifamily, today is 2022, four years into multifamily. Looking back, what is something that you, do you feel that you could have done something differently right from the get-go? Well, yes and no. Okay. Because like most of us, we are not born with having mentors in our life. And uh, most of the time, it's like learning how to how to cycle, you you have two ways. You have a training wheels. Yeah. Uh, that is one way of learning, learning how to cycle. So training wheels, like having a mentor from the day one. Yeah. And someone will mentor you to make sure you don't fall down, you don't make mistakes. Yeah. That is uh, training wheels. Yeah. And uh, another one is you should just go try to learn without training wheels. That is what I did. So the 10 years, I made a lot of mistakes. And uh, when I decided to move into multifamily, I didn't want to get into multifamily without training wheels. So I went and got a mentor. So if if I wanted to do something different, I would tell people to get educated first and associate themselves with a mentor and uh, take part and belong to a mastermind groups. So that way, there is somebody else who made the same mistake. You don't need to make that mistake. And I think, I, yeah, I think that's a very valid point. And that, that is the important thing that we want to communicate to our investors is if you are jumping actively into real estate, then make sure you have a mentor who could guide you so that you do not make mistakes, which you know, you would make without having those training wheels. Right, right? exactly. And then 
And then, yeah, even if you're investing, I would, I, my recommendation to everybody is associations. That is why proximity is power. If they know you, you already done the business. So you are the best teacher to tell them, listen, this is the good way to do it. This is the bad way to do it. Okay. So they need to talk to you because even if you're not able to do it, you have access to another 40 people who, who have done it. So proximity is power. You have uh, access to them. So they need to take the initiative to talk to you in the first place. And my recommendation to everybody is to start as a passive investing and build trust, build confidence, get to know how the business works. And once you know, once you, once you learn how to drive, and then you can go fast, but don't go 100 miles an hour on day one. You, you're going to crash and you say driving is bad for everybody. So, yeah. And the same goes with investing. You can start small. People say think big, think big. That is fine. But, but you need to know what you're going to be thinking and where you're going to be jumping off. No, very good. Golden nuggets, Rish. Um, You know, these are important things. You know, I think you have shared a lot in this half an hour with our listeners. Uh, And and these are the things which we want to tell our listeners. You know, it's not that, yeah, you are going to make 20% return on your money and blah, blah, blah. That that all we tell every day, right? I mean, uh, there are a lot of videos, a lot of podcasts, which talks about benefits of passive investing. Here we are, giving them a realistic approach towards investing, right? right. You, you start passively uh, and slowly get into, uh, you know, if you want to get into multifamily, you know, in active role, having a mentor along your side. Right. I mean, there, there are so many mentors, like like they can come to you, talk to you or talk to me or talk, contact one of your podcast guests we are happy to share our experiences because we don't want someone else to make the same mistake because not everybody will be able to recover from those mistakes. So that could be the only big mistake which will take them down and they will lose confidence in the whole investing process itself. So we don't want that to happen. I mean, the objective is everybody wants that passive and we want them to make passive income. We want them to win. Yeah. So very good, very good. Yeah. Vish, how can my how can our listeners reach out to you? What you want to share your information? Well, the easiest uh, would be to Google my name. I mean, look up my name on LinkedIn. That will be the best way to reach because okay. uh, because there are too many emails coming in, and I might miss out on that. Yeah. So LinkedIn would be the best way to to reach me. V i s h m u n i. Yeah. Look for V i s h m u n i. Awesome. Awesome. We wish again. Thank you so much. Uh, we try to uh, limit our time for listeners, you know, 30 minutes so that listeners get the maximum benefit in this time frame. Uh, and as I said, you know, you have shared a lot of golden nuggets for our investors. I'm pretty sure you know, they, they would, they would love it. Uh, so thank you so much. Vish. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. As usual, you can reach me via my website, www.myrealtygains.com and via email, prashant at myrealtygains.com. I would love to hear from you and talk to you about specific needs you may have. Please schedule an appointment with me via my website, again, www.myrealtygains.com. 
Stay tuned for next podcast. This is Prashant Kumar signing off for today. 